Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to the Rugby Pod brought to you in proud partnership with our friends at Guinness. We'll be partnering with Guinness all this season and running some great competitions and giveaways so there'll be lots more to come on that shortly. And we'll also be doing live shows with Guinness in pubs across the UK and Ireland so make sure you get along to one of those if you can as well. Uh, we had our first one last season, uh, the first one of the season in O'Neill's last week, didn't we Goody? We did. Someone was supposed to come but they couldn't for some other reason but uh, mm. James Horwell came. Uh, Goody's here with me as usual um, and, and so is my good friend Joe Marler. Yes, you need to stop that. You've even, you have you written this down as well? So it, he's reading it from a sheet, mate. No, um, the producer wrote it down because I, I told him I told him that, that was where we were at at the moment. So you've been telling people we're friends? Yeah. Ridiculous. We need to do more things together to become friends. You don't want to do things with it. He's weird. He's called the weird fish. We can hang out if that's what you want to do. We can hang out. We can go and do things. Well, he's got plenty of time on his hands now, hasn't he, eh? <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm retired from everything. No, no, just international rugby. Surely yeah. I'll have less time on my hands. Well, you, you said you retired from international rugby to spend more time with your family. I did and indeed. As, as I tweeted, we're, we're possibly now your extended family. Yeah, let's move, we're on, here to together. You, I'm, let's I'm, move I'm, on to the pod, shall we? Let's talk about that. Jim's not here. We've done him, haven't we? Well, he's gone. He's so gone. he's not he's, here. He, do you he, think after my announcement that you know he was like, oh shit, they actually do want Joe full time and they don't want me, so I'm gonna. It could be that, or it mm. could be the fact that he, he could be being a really good guy and he doesn't want to take the limelight away from you because mm. this is all about you today, isn't it? Very Joe? unlikely. Hell of a decision from you. Um, how hard was that to make? Obviously for family reasons. Uh, you know, how big of a decision is it to say no more international rugby? Uh, 25 grand a game big that, that's how big it, it was <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've had someone message me saying that adding up all the all the earnings and I'm like yeah yeah no I went through all that don't worry I've made the right choice what, what, what did the earnings come to <laughs> look stop trying to make it about that Andy um, which, which Andy you're talking to Andy Rowe then aren't you? Andy Rowe sorry yeah. what do you want me to call you for weird yeah. fish I don't like nicknames that are like two syllables I like one syllable nicknames so we're going to have to come up with something else go on then Give them something. Can't use a word I want to use on half a family family show here. <laughs> um, we'll just stick with helm, helmet. Oh, helmet? That's, that's two that's syllables. Too <laughs> we'll come back to it. I'll let, I'll let you think on he it. He is a helmet, oh, though. Okay. No, but seriously, how hard was that decision to make? It was a hell of a decision. Uh, to be honest, it, it hasn't felt that hard in the last week. It hasn't felt like a big decision for me because... I'd been thinking about it for some time um, and it was probably pre-South Africa that uh, I'd kind of made my mind up there. Um, to shed a small amount of light on it, I actually turned around to my wife before South Africa and said, look, I think I'm done. I've really enjoyed myself, but I've had enough now. And she went, no. I said, what do you mean, no? I'm pouring my heart out to you here. Getting very emotional. You know, it's the end of my England career. That's it, done. She was like, no, you can't. So why? She said, well, I've already booked a holiday with the girls <laughs> and my mum with the kids in Croatia for a week. And if you don't go, you'll then either have to come with us, which she didn't want, yeah. and also it'll affect our time off because we'd planned it on my time off being... Post-tour. Post-tour. So she sent you out to work? Pretty much, you, yeah. Basically, you, get, you got owned. You can see you're the boss in my house. You got this. owned at home. Yeah. Essentially, the retirement is my wife saying, you can't play anymore. Oh, I no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that was it. Yeah, it, it is a big decision, I guess. But Your wife must be happy now that you'll be at home more to help out with the uh, family duties. 
So yeah, lovely, lovely video at the weekend. If the, you, the wacky uh, races. Wacky races. Yeah, you're on your. Oh, well, the, you got like four, four acres or something just rolling around. It's ridiculous. On your, uh, ridiculous. your sit on lawnmower. Anyone that's got a sit on lawnmower has got a lot of cash, haven't they? Yeah, but I haven't done necessarily a lot of mowing on that. I've just bought it because it's like fun. A, the kids um, have got their mini ones, haven't they? Kids have got the mini ones. They love it, mate. It's yeah. a great laugh. But yeah, I'll be home a lot more and be able to actually father them. Have you not been doing that, or? Yeah, what are you saying? What like did your missus say? What when I when you announced this heart, you know, I want to spend more time with my family, which I, you know, it does take a lot to her, say. That sort her of thing. original reaction was, "Oh, here we go again." Oh, really? Yeah, because it, it would come around quite often, and she said, oh, "I've heard it all before," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm serious this time." She was like, oh, "Okay," and that was it. She said, "It's your choice. Good on you. Up to you. As long as you're happy by your decision, it'll yeah. be good to have you at home. Maybe you can learn to use a washing machine once in a while." Really? Sweet. Yeah. That's no. Don't bother me. <laughs> you have cleaners for those sort of things, though. <laughs> Do it in my house, anyway. Ridiculous. What Cash about, monies. What about the timing of it? Because you mentioned you kind of thought about it around the, the same time as the South African tour last year. Why now? Why during this camp? Oh. We're, we're a year out from the World Cup, which is quite a big deal, I would, I would have thought. We're going into the autumn internationals, where you could have made a hell of a lot more coin. Like, why, why now? about the coin? Um, I, I, ju- I just had enough, mate. I, like we've said, I've got a young family there. My boy's four, four and a half. He's just started school and my little girl's two and a half. And we plan on having more and having a nice big family. And I'd really enjoyed my time with England. I'd really enjoyed playing international rugby, but that's my priority. My family is, as soon as I had kids, completely flipped my perspective of life. It's the same old cliche, isn't it? Everyone says it, but when I have my kids, they're they're number one. and I just need to be around more, mate. Half the year I'm away. That, that's the point. I've been away mm. for it all. Uh, and you I might as well I, just write off this year. It's a huge year, uh, World Cup, Japan, but you might as well write it off, mate. Yeah, you talk about the coin and the earnings you couldn't get off the back of it, but you can't buy back the years or the parents' evenings yeah. or the stuff that I'm gonna, I could have potentially been missing out on. And that's not me knocking boys for doing it. It's just, it's just that because that's what they want. That's what they want to do. That's the drive that they have, I don't. I don't have that drive. My drive is to be with my family, enjoy being a family, and then to focus on my club commitments and where we are, where we are, and where we're trying to go as a club is going to take a, a a huge level of sacrifice as well. So I just, I just couldn't do both. People probably look at Joe's decision and a split down the middle. Some people would be like. Fair play, that's unbelievable. Wanting to spend time with his family, prioritising what's important to him because ultimately you only get one shot of being a dad, right? Other people will go, oh, I can't believe he's given up the opportunity to play for England. And I, I said it in a column last week with Rugby Pass to play at Twickenham in front of a full house or wherever it is, whatever game in the Six Nations, the World Cup, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's unbelievable. But that is like a tenth of, of the job that you're doing with England. And it is a job, it's playing rugby, which is a job, it's a privilege, but. If you think about it, so Autumn Internationals, there's four games this autumn, they're away for five weeks, plus the camp previously, so that's nearly six weeks they're away before you get to November. Then in January there's another camp, isn't there normally, before you're away from pretty much the last week in Jan through to the end of March. And you might get the odd day at home here or there, very rarely. You know, if you're playing regularly, which he's always in the match day 23, right? So, you know, even if you go get a Sunday off, you still got a physio and recovery and all that crap and, you know, the beatings that these boys take now... You don't get home. You don't get to see your family. It's a lot of time. So then you go through end of Jan through to the end of March pretty much without seeing them. Then the summer, you can write off end of the season on the, a pre-World Cup camp. You're going from pretty much, you might get a couple of weeks off in June all the way through to the end of October 
when the World Cup ends. So you're pretty much writing off a year of your time. Now, I try to put it into perspective with people that I was talking to. People ask me about it um, just because I'm, you know, working now with Joe and we're <laughs> building a friendship. Uh, and I, I a said, working relationship yes, at yeah, the moment. Yeah, we'll get there. I think I'm ahead of the three. I don't want to. I don't want to reveal anything too early. Yeah, you know, I want to keep you all guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then you, you know, I said to people, I said, imagine your job, whatever you're doing, takes you away for over six months of the year from your family, and then think, you know, what are the upsides, what are the downsides. So respect his decision. It's a massive thing to do, and you know, the, the people will be going, "Oh, it's madness! I'd love to play for England," but people forget about the strains outside of just winning or losing at the weekend for England and the, the highs or lows you get from it. So credit to him. I, what I want to know is, did you just phone up Eddie and went, "Nah, Eddie, I'm done, mate." What did he say? What did Eddie say? Uh, that was pretty much how it went. Yeah. Really? Was it quick and sharp? And I had um, I'd spoken to Neil Hatley. He'd been coming to the club and stuff like that, yeah. and we'd been talking about different scrum bits, nausey bits like that, but. You know, I'd kind of gone gone along with it. Playing the game. Still weighing it up a little yeah. bit. Um, and then when it got down to the camp, my, the first of all, the Bristol game, I played like an absolute helmet, which often happened around sort of England time. Right. That sort of mindset manifested because it would be like, yeah, I'm talking quite honestly and frankly, I don't want to give too much, but the sort of anxiety I would get about having to leave and go go away again would start to manifest manifest itself in giving away even more dull penalties <laughs> um, and looking for outs, yeah. looking for a yellow card, looking for a red card. Oh, really? Because if I get if I could pick up a ban, then that's an easy way out, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Without actually pulling the trigger. And after that game, I said I can't keep doing this. I yeah. can't keep doing this roller coaster, and it's not fair on my family, and it's not fair on on the club. Yeah. To go, hang on a minute. Week before, he's working his tits off for us. Good tits as well, you got. Thank you, mate. And uh, work hard on them. Yeah. And uh, you know, then then never knowing when I'm, you know, looking to play like a twat again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, ra- I rang Eddie up on the Sunday and you know, pretty honest with him, and he said, appreciate your honesty. Good on you. Um, all the best. Did he say fair income? Did, did <laughs> he um, did he try and uh, did he try and uh, change your mind at all? Like how long was the conversation? Because you've made it sound quite short. Like, was yeah, well, it, it, well, it, was, it was short. I think the relationship I had with Eddie, based on what I did in 2016 with the Australia tour, he knew that if I had decided on something, then there was a... You pulled out that tour, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't a lot of chat he could give to, to change my mind. And what did Guzzi say about it? He was supportive, but yeah. he said, look, mate, you've got to realise what, what you're giving up. And you've got to make sure that you're doing it for you and for the right reasons. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Yeah, he's been really supportive since. More holidays, more time off. Happy days. <laughs> Jack Grady has asked on Twitter if you'll have any regrets if England win in Japan. It's a big one, that, isn't it? Um, obviously, that's a, that's something I've thought about a lot, that if those 31 blokes in a year's time are lifting up a trophy... And I could have potentially been a part of that group. How will I feel? Well, I don't know if I'll have a regret until... You don't know if you're going to have a regret until you you regret it. <laughs> so, um, no, I, you've got to stand by your decisions and, and that'll be that. If there was less club rugby, do you think that would change your mind? Obviously, more time at home. I have seen a lot, that, a lot of different angles about player burnout and 
different pundits and different ex-players kind of saying, well, this shouldn't be happening. You know, there's something seriously wrong in the game that someone who's 28 feels like they want to retire from international rugby. And that's fine if, if people want to go down that route and if that something positive comes of that for other players, then so be it. But I can't champion that no. because I made my decision based on what I wanted to do yeah. for what's best for me and my family, not based on... There's too many games in the season yeah, and I'm doing this stand for player the players. Welfare, which, yeah. you know, does need addressing, yeah, but yeah. They're, they're not the reasons that... Well, Clive Woodward made some stupid comments, didn't he? Uh, oh, I can't believe this is happening, there's something seriously wrong. I'm like, a bloke's made a decision for him and his family. Just get on with it. Just let, you know, let him make his decision. Let him, don't read too much into it. Just, it's life, isn't it? Say la vie. <laughs> As they say in France... Hang on, I think we've got a uh, we've got a call coming through. Jim, Jim, is that you on the line? Who? Mate, that's me, mate. Who is this? Never heard. Of... Jim, who? Can you can you say who you are, please? Are you, this is a fan off Twitter or what is it? Yeah, I can't swear. I'm in the prayer room in the first class lounge. So... You're in the prayer. What, you're in what, the you... prayer room of the first class lounge. Are you praying to? No, I'm not praying, but it's the only quiet room in the in the airport. So... Is anyone else around you praying? Yeah, there's about six of them. Well, why the fuck are you disturbing <laughs> them? That's really out of order, mate. Oh, Jim, you're so... weird. Hang on, hang on, Joe. Don't talk to me about out of order, mate. Mate, you've left your country in ruins. What do you mean? Mate, you've left, you've left them in ruins. It's got whitewashed in the summer. You got hosed in the Six Nations, and now you've done a runner. Ah, <laughs> oh, the real reasons have come out now. Yeah, you've, you've got me, Jim. You've got me, mate. He's done it because he loves his family, Jim. Where, where are you? Are you taking your family away, or are you leaving your family again to go somewhere else? Mate, twenty-five bags a game, mate. Well, to be fair, I get thirty grand a game. Uh, thirty grand a day. Sorry, not a game. Mate, I, I, he's I, just I, talking shy to isn't he? So I, I get it if you were in a little bit more. But, mate, it's sad, I'll be honest. I, well, I weren't obviously not that sad, but I, I think it's, uh, as a rugby fan, it, it is a sad, sad thing that you retired, Joe. So, in all honesty, we'd like to say congratulations on a great career. You went one better than me. You made the shags of the British and Irish Lions tour. <laughs> and uh, how many caps did you end up with? 59. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Um, How many have you got, Jim? Yeah, just the 63. Okay, 63 Scotland caps is about, I've said this before, it's about seven England caps. Let's talk win percentages, though. What's your win percentage, Jim? Mate, it's not about me. Of course, it's Judy. about winning. 29%, Jim. Joe's just let you know, 64% oh, as an international. Yeah, very, yeah. Very so you're twice the, twice the success of Jim Hamilton. Mate, genuinely, you did actually break up then. I didn't hear what you said. So, <laughs> Jim, um, Jim, why are you at the at the airport in the prayer room? I'm off to uh, France for a day tomorrow, and then I'm off to Hong Kong, mate, to speak. Just people who want to hear this Scottish man speak. So I'm flying now, just traveling. So I'm, I'm gutted I couldn't be on the... On the yeah, so are we, mate. We're, we're not gutted, mate. Uh, mate, it's really actually, it's actually quite nice here. Helmet. Joe and Andy Rowe, best friends. Someone's put 50p in Andy Rowe today. He's asking a lot of questions. Everyone, everyone feels more manly you're not here, Jim. It's great. Well, I'm sure they feel more manly, mate. You've got the, the alpha's not there, mate. No, the alpha's <laughs> here now, Joe. That's why your tail between your legs has gone to Hong Kong. Mate, if you're walking around like a peacock, mate, he can run in high after beating Gloucester at the weekend. Or Shut up, Jim. <laughs> Jim, Jim uh, both Scottish teams won on the weekend. Did you did you manage to watch any of that, or what, what were you doing? What do you mean, did I manage to watch it? Were you not listening to me on no, Premier wasn't. TV doing, doing the big game? Oh, mate, uh, well, the Guinness Pro 14. Um, so I went up there, we were joking, we were talking the week before about the big game, Edinburgh Benetton. Mate, it was a classic. That's what you call a big game? Edinburgh Oof, Benetton. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. Joe, you're on the decline now, mate. You meant to be in your prime 28. You're on the decline, mate. You've retired and you'll be there in a couple of years. I'm laughing a bit quenched, I'll be honest. They were that good, Benetton. They lost, though. But, yeah, Edinburgh weren't too happy about it. But it was actually a really good game. Thank you. The, I just talked about you, Jim. Um, we had a bet earlier in the season. You said uh, if Quinn's finishing the top four, you'll have a tattoo of Joe's face on your arse. Is that true? Yeah. 
Right, uh, where are Quinns right now in the league, Jim? Well, mate, what, after, what, after two games? Just yeah. right now, or five, to be honest, but they're fourth. It's a long season, Jim, don't worry, <laughs> mate. Honestly, it's a long season. Mate, you just need to get Nathan Earl, mate, injured, and then, you, then you're done for, mate. So Why would you uh, wish an injury on another player? I know, I don't. Mate, you well, really are a nasty piece of shit, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you're wishing injury on other players. I'm not, mate. No, well, you've I'm topped not. it now, mate. If you boys finish top four, I'll be well happy. But they're always, mate, you've got a big game, you've got your cup final at the weekend. So hang on, eat, sorry, can't hear you, mate. You're breaking up. <laughs> Fuck off. What? Hang up, quick, quick. Hang up, hang up the phone. Mate, helmet. Hang there, Just hang up, hang up on this helmet. <laughs> that addition will cut the last five minutes because it'll do fuck all for the pod. Honestly, he's fuming. <laughs> Before we get into the rest of the Premiership action, thanks again to Rugby Pass for their help with the pod this season. You can watch this podcast in video on their website, and together with loads more great content, so head to rugbypass.com and take a look at that. Quinns had a big win away from home. Huge win. <laughs> First win in about 14 years away from home. And was it 14 months? Either, either way, it's 14 in there so It was about 13 months. Okay, sorry. It was, I think it was the last one was September. Yes. Good win, though. It was a great win. A and, great uh, game of rugby. You, you were part of the winning scrum that... No, I wasn't. The scrum that got the penalty to no, win no, it. Oh off. no, you got taken off at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big horrible. moment, that. That was the game-winning mm. moment. Big Lewis Boyce, Will Collier. Did we have a new hook? Did Ward? Yeah, Wardy was on. Oh, Wardy. oh god, here we go. Why did you say that? Through, he's, a, um, he's a helmet. You said that through he's gritted a, I've, teeth. I said it. He's yeah, a helmet. I've said Wardy it before. Was on. Um, yeah, but good win though. Yeah, great win for us. Gloucester flattering to deceive, or you boys front enough? Because um, people talk Gloucester up this year about mm. they're a top four team, and I actually said at the start of the year, there's still something there mentally when everyone expects them to win and there's a big expectation they do what Gloucester do and flatter to deceive. But is I it, think they it more about struggling a little bit. On the, they'd had their confidence dented a bit from the week before against yeah. Saris. Um, Saris again showing that they haven't really got a lot of faults, have they? No. I can't. I look at Saris and I'm like, mm, where can you attack them? Well, you'll be able to tell us about that in a bit because you're playing them this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to tell you all about <laughs> where we, how we're going to do that. Um, no, it was, I thought it was a good game. Um, Gloucester fronted up, but we were we were desperate, mate. We yeah. showed more desperation of, of needing that away win, needing to stop the three on the trot. So I thought Nathan Earl was unbelievable for us. He's some guy, isn't he? He's brilliant. He's been brilliant since he's joined us. So hopefully he'll be getting a look in, in the autumn. Yeah. And Marcus Smith, he's obviously been dropped or mm. rotated out, benched, whatever you want to call it well, for the last a, couple of weeks. He's a young but lad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he came on and did really well, didn't he? Made a couple of sparkling breaks. Came on, did Just really give well. it, though. Just kick, give it. Kick the goals. I missed, Got, one, I missed it at the post for one, didn't he? Well, he likes to keep people on the edge of the seat. Yeah, I love you know it. What I mean, he's an entertainer. Do you know what I love about him? Right, when he kicks a conversion or a penalty, I don't think I've ever seen a fly half or a kicker sprint back for the kickoff as fast as he does. Like, literally, you watch him now. He's trying to get his GPS up. Mate, sprint stars. He I was walking. So, hold on, boys. I'm absolutely fucked. You're Slow walking everywhere. I know, but Andy. he sprints back. But but, you know, that wasn't your game, was it? it I wasn't. mean, that was your game. That was my game, exactly. How was uh, bus trip back? Naked bus or big celebrations? Not quite naked, no. Fish and little, chips on the bus, anything oh, like that? Oh, there was fish and chips, oh. yeah. Plenty of fish and chips. Is that a... Stopped at the one stop. Yeah. Other shops are available. Got some ciders, got some beers. It's good to know that still goes on, actually. Well, it has to, especially after 12 months without an away win. <laughs> so that, that's the treat. We've had fish... a lot of dry buses, mate. Yeah. Not, not out of... Oh, no fucking drinking tonight, lads. Just out of... It tastes like shit because yeah. we've just been pumped away again. So hopefully that'll give us a little bit of confidence when we get back on the road again. Last away victory before Gloucester? Um, it was... You're testing me here. Yeah, I um, remember it. 
No, we got a clue, mate. Wasps at the Rico Arena. Was it? Yeah. Was that the Watergate? Yeah. Brilliant. It was you and Haskell. Fantastic game that was. That was good, that, actually. Yeah, it was. Not, not a good result, but it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was brilliant. Haskell. But he sprayed water on me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I that can't believe brilliant. I got a yellow card for that. Yeah, it was gold, that was. Saracens have uh, won all five of their games with the bonus points so far, so they've officially made the best start to the Premiership season. Um, what did you guys make of them against Bath? Well, Joe said it earlier, didn't he? I don't know where you can find a... A weakness in them. They're attacking it. I know, listen, Bath rocked up there with 13 changes or whatever it was. And Yeah, are you going to make a thing of that? Well, some people have, and people have asked us on social media, what do we think to it? But ultimately, you know, you said earlier, it's a long season, and Todd Blackadder knows the squad he's got, knows that they're going to have to target games. So you have to rotate players. It's bloody difficult now. You think about this, there's six premiership games on the spin before two European games. So there's a block of eight huge matches to start the season off before you head into... What's it called now? The Premiership Cup. Yeah, Joe's looking at me. You're playing in that now, mate. You're not playing for England. <laughs> um, <laughs> that might need discussing. Yeah, um, um, but there's eight big games on the spin, and you can't do eight weeks on the trot. I don't think starting games these days in the Premiership. You know, when I was at Wasps, Di Young used to say it was four maximum that you'd play, and they'd rotate you out for one. So every team does it, and Saracens have done it. Yes, they've got a, a you know a mental squad that they can do it with, but when other teams do it. It becomes a bigger thing because actually the backup players or supposed second choice players aren't as mainstream as the Bath first choice you, players. And do you it, and think it creates it's fair a bigger... that a lot of fans go, well, this shouldn't be allowed? It's kind of fixing the result almost. Well, mate, they were, what were they, six points down at half time, 26 20? You know, and they end up losing 50 points to 23 or whatever it was. How do you have that conversation with the team, though, during the week when you go, right, essentially, lads, what I'm doing here is I'm putting out a second team? How does that actually make the boys feel? To go, oh, brilliant, they've put us out. Well, it's tough, but would you rather play than not play as a second-team player? Or are you going to say to Todd, mm. actually, Todd, just put me in with the first team, but you can't do that for everyone. Yeah, you know. So right. it's tough. And, you know, everyone did it. Everyone does it throughout the year. You have to rotate. And, you know, if you're Bath, you're picking a game to rotate in. You know you put your best team out, you're losing Saris away. You go there with all the best intentions of whatever team we go, we're going to beat, we're going to beat them, you know, we're going, to, we're going to win there. If you're Bath and you're Bath's strongest team, you've got to play out of your skin and Saracens have got to play at 60-70% if you're winning at Allianz Park, the way Saracens are at the minute. And so he's basically prioritised playing extra at home on a Friday night. And he he said openly, you know, I wanted to come here and get a losing bonus point. That's a success. And yeah, we spoke on the pod and we spoke to James Horwell on the live show last week. Something about Quinns this year. People have been saying about, you know, OK, they've lost to... Uh, who did you lose to? Saints. Saints. Bristol. Lost to Bristol. Um, lost to Bath. But Bath. They've, they've got bonus points in all their defeats. So... The league's a 22-game season, right? And you can't just go balls out in every game. Mm. So I understand it. Um, and you can't play the same guys, same 15 guys, game after game after game after game. It just doesn't happen anymore. And you, know, you pick and choose your battles throughout the year. And that's that's not a decision for fans to say, oh, you know, it's it's a joke or it's you're devaluing it or you know, you're throwing the game. That's a decision for Premiership Rugby mm. and people to look at and go, we play too much rugby. We've got to cut down and therefore maybe spread the season out and you know look at the boys need to play less rugby. What do you make of the open letter from Bath confirming Blackadder's uh, contract extension to 2020 and uh, that Stuart Hooper will take over then with um, Toby Booth and Darren Edwards also leaving at the end of the season? That's interesting, isn't it? You kind of stand there and go, I like the honesty because it's just putting out a clear picture of what's happening because uh, there has been loads of rumours about Todd Blackadder, is he under pressure? Yeah, Bath had a, a wobble early season, didn't they? 
It's a weird, it's a, it's a weird setup that. Well, it's a so they've announced Stuart Hooper is going to take over as DOR. You know, it's madness, but it's it, it's also we're just trying to spell out everything to the team and to the fans and say let's quash this rumor of Todd Blackadder leaving. We've extended Todd Blackadder's contract till 2020, and then Stuart Hooper will take over. They're grooming Stuart Hooper to be the DOR. That they've always had that as a plan. But if things start going wrong now. And Toby Boo's leaving. You've got to get two new coaches in next year because Darren Edwards is leaving. They want to get you know, Gervin Dempsey's just gone there and added, you know, something from the Leinster way. So that you credit their honesty, but then also you're setting yourself up for a bit of a fall as well. I think it does just feel a little bit weird. Yeah. Well, no one's done made it that announcement because it. Uh, I don't know. And no one's done it before, and they coincidentally did it just the day before they announced the team. It's trying to, I suppose, it's to try and take the focus off the fact that. They're sending a supposed weakened team to Saris. Let's get this out first. That'll create more headlines and, you know, the kids will go there and show a bit of heart at Saris, which they did at times. But only Bruce Craig knows what he's done it for. And, um, you know, interestingly, obviously, you boys are playing Saris at your gaff on Saturday night, aren't you? you Big game, that. Jim calls it the Harlequins Cup final. He can call it what he wants, man. <laughs> he can call it what he wants. I but, don't give a shit. Yeah, it's a massive game, and you always, you boys get pumped up for that. Um, it's huge. Uh, they're, the be- they're the best in the league, and yeah. they've been the best in, in Europe for a long time. So it's always going to be a big game. Well, speaking of series, we can have a chat uh, with the giant Lockwell Skelton, who's on the phone now. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, boys. How are you? Good. Another bonus point win for you guys. 50 points scored again. Everything seems to be uh, going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um we played some uh, some good footy, mate. It's obviously going well for you as well. You've um, people have mentioned how much weight you've lost. Someone said 148 kegs down to 135. First of all, how the hell have you done it? I need some help, <laughs> <laughs> um, mate. I think it's I don't know. I finally just pulled my head in. I think it's been ongoing things throughout my career. Having coaches and, and training staff saying you got to be lighter, and um, I'd lose tons of weight and then put it back on straight away. So I think for me, just really knuckling down and. We, we signed a nutritionist uh, away from the club that sort of uh, helps me with my accountability a bit and, and it's been really good. Uh, have you got his number? Do you want to name that nutritionist? I can, uh... <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a woman, actually. Her name is Amelia. You find her on social media and stuff. Oh, I'll have really a look. <laughs> Does she come to your house and cook everything for you? No, that's, that's all me, mate. Oh, that's where I'm going to go wrong. <laughs> the old chocolate cupboard. Um, obviously, looking forward to this weekend. Quinn's uh, away. Quinn's always get themselves up for this. We've got Big Joe Marler sat next to me here. Hi, Big Will. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. I don't think we should engage too much. Um, you know. Yeah, no, no, no just, uh, tactics. No, exactly. We'll just wait till Saturday. <laughs> um, so I'm not being awkward, although I usually am awkward. But I'll see you Saturday, right? Um, Obviously, you're expecting a a massive battle from them. They've had a good win at the weekend. Uh, How do you see the game developing? Yeah, I think it's going to be very physical. You know, watching a bit of footage from Quinns on the weekend, you know, set piece wise, very strong. And also the lineup there, I think Kevy's back, big James Hall. So it'll be a a good matchup for for our our locks in that department. And then, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. We, We lost last year. And it still stings a bit um, when you lose to the Quins. I, I, I never knew about the rivalry until I got there last season. So very geared up for the game. <laughs> you want to see what Joe Marler's doing here? He's like mate, he's t- you two, can't years on, two years. Just, years you just said you two can't years just on the trot. Invent shit, mate. Just to start <laughs> no, you more just heat. Said, you said two. There's going to be enough heat on Saturday okay, anyway. And I'll you're leave just it. Making up bullshit, all right? <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking to, we were speaking to um, Horwell the other night at the at the live show, especially about the Wallabies' current situation. Currently seventh yeah. in the world. What is going on? Oh, man, I can't tell you. I mean, it just, yeah, mate, I'm, yeah it, hurt, it hurts me too, mate. It hurts me watching them as well. So 
hope they can get the result this week and uh, turn things around. And just on that, obviously, you're you're contracted to Saris till the end of the season, aren't you? Yep, correct. Yep. And then is that are you looking at thinking, geez, you know, I want to get back there and, and play in the World Cup? Is it something that you've spoken about with Saracens or or Czechs over in Australia, or is it just let's see how it goes on this year? You're doing well, and what will be will be. I set a goal these first eight games, try and play play some good footy, and then um, reassess at the end of that block. So we've got three more games left. But yeah, obviously the World Cups as a as a rugby player, that's, that's where you want to play rugby, and it has been on my mind recently. But in saying that, you know, I'm really enjoying my footy at Surrey. So I think we'll I'll, I'll leave that to my agent with him talking to whoever he has to talk to, and then we'll see what happens at the end of this block. It was a rite of passage for for Aussies to come over and, and spend a bit of time in the UK and travel through Europe. Any any highlights that you've managed to visit so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um we've we've done a bit. We've been to Italy and Spain and uh, went to Ibiza and summer. Oh, um, beef. But yeah, really good spots in Europe. So it, there's places that you, you wouldn't get to um, go to when you're in Oz. Um, being so so far away, so for us, whenever we get time off, my wife Kate and I, we we try and travel as much as we can, and I get a bit of stick from the lads because uh, I've I got injured a bit last year, and we I, I, I travelled every away game, so I was in a different um, different spot every uh, every second week, so a lot of the boys ripped into me about that. And normally I've got uh, Big Jim Hamilton sat next to me, but he's away this week. You obviously played with him, or well, I said you played with him. You played for the first team. He played for the A team on a Monday night at Saracens. Uh, any good memories of, of Big Jim? Big Jim. Um, you don't remember him, do you? No, we, we um, yeah. Well, I got, I got put into a change room when I first arrived, and uh, that was always a, a good laugh. He'd be icing his knees and and his ribs and his shoulders after every session, and that was always funny. But no, I, I, I love Jim. He's, he's a really good bloke and um, yeah, helped me on, settle mate. into the club when I first came. So um, no, nothing but good things to say about Jimmy. Uh, Joe Marler disagrees, so uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you can talk about that on the pitch on Saturday. Yeah, we'll have a chat we'll on Saturday. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Right, well, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Good luck for Saturday, and uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll see you on that green and gold next year. Oh, I hope so, mate. Thanks so much. Cheers, Will. See you, Will. Apparently he's got size 19 feet. He gets custom-made shoes, but... Why didn't you ask him? I just forgot. He's a massive unit. Did he come over and then go back? Yeah, he's a, and then he came back again. Obviously, what, when what he, was the injury dispensation then? Are you, are you talking salary cap here, Joe? Or? I didn't mention those words, <laughs> and I will not be going down that route. No, do not okay. do it, Joe. That is not something the wage cap. I know enough about exactly. to get involved in, so I will never, ever get involved with that sort of conversation until I fully retire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, he came back and he... You know, it, he had the will and desire to come back to play for Saracens. And you look at the second rows they got there, obviously, Maro, Ezekwe coming through as well, and old Willie knows George Cruz. So, he, you know, he's worked hard to, and he's played some decent rugby at the start of this year, carried ludicrous amounts in one game, I remember. So it's obviously working for him, and um, I'm going to definitely DM him and say, send me that lady, that lady's number. <laughs> Miracle worker, is she? Well, she, she's, she'd, she'd have, have to, be to be to help me. Out. <laughs> um, yeah. How were you on the weekend? Were you torn with the Wasp uh, Newcastle game? No, Family no. In the Wasps I, game. I wanted Wasps to win. Uh, no, half decent game actually. Effectively, Newcastle lost the game. Um, they had opportunities to kick three points. Toby Flood goes to the corner instead, and you know they were very kickable. When you're two points up against Wasps, I don't, and you've not really dominated that much in a line-out drive. I don't know why you go to the corner when there's 10 minutes to go, kick the posts, uh, take the three, and then ultimately they don't score the line-out drive, they get turned over, eventually Wasps get a penalty, Sopawanga kicks it over. Um, he was they, good, wasn't he? They, yeah, really good. They squeak out with a, a one-point victory. Sopawanga, mate, he's... Different gravy. Yeah, he's, he's come over and it's... There isn't many guys from the Southern Hemisphere that have come over and just ripped it up from day one. 
because it, it is a different game. You know, the classic one is Nick Evans. Yep. And you, you play with Snapper for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Nick Evans is probably up there. People say he's the best import into the Premiership. I'd say go one step further and say he's probably one of the best Premiership players, full stop, over the last 15, 20 years. And Sopwang has come over. He created all three tries for Wasps. Lovely kick through for Josh Bassett's try. I think I really like his Twitter. What do you make a... I like the tone at which he's... I'm just getting it, sorry. It's Lima, isn't it? It's not Liam. No, it's Liam. Liam. I was Liam trying for ages, mate. I was like, well, I can't fucking find him. <laughs> Liam Sopawanga. Well, that's not stupid because it's the same letters, isn't it? Li- Just yeah. spelt the wrong way. Liam Sopawanga. I won't do the accent. Go on. Do the accent. Go on. Do the, do the accent. Thanks, Newcastle. No, fuck off. Go on, do it, mate. <laughs> Just do oh, the accent. Tune. No, I can't do it, mate. I can only do Australian. Thanks, Newcastle. Not a bad place to visit. Didn't get to see it properly. Hopefully next time get to see a few more sights and hopefully understand the language better. I quite like mm. the subtlety like in his humour. And- Got lost in Ikea in Coventry, um, but there we go. <laughs> Easy mistake. Yeah. Crazy game in Bristol, uh, but the Bears uh, managed to score the clock in red and take the two bonus points. Yeah. Saints versus the Bears. Something Sorry, I like out. the way it's going and, you know, Saints go down to, what's it called? Bristol Bearbacks. Saints go down to the gate and get the victory. 45-40, baby. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Super Rugby. ESPN. 45-40, that's a ridiculous game. Uh, Nairo Varo, oh my God. The size of him just swatted off Stephen Luatour. Big yeah. unit. Massive unit, scored. Well, remember what I said, Andy? The bigger they are. The bigger they are, the, the ch- then you chop them. Yeah. The bigger they are, you're meant to chop them. Yeah, mm. something like that. So it doesn't matter how big you are, but you just chop them. I think a lot of people expected Bristol to win that. And fair play Northampton now. They'll slowly click into gear and get a little bit better every time. Tom Wood's back. I think he's playing for their the Wanderers, which is their A team tonight. I've got no doubt with players like Bigger, Naira Varo, Dylan Hartley back in the team. You know they're, they're going to improve, and it's that's a good victory for Saints because probably big questions would have been asked had they not have won that, um, and that run sort of carries on. Let's just have a look at some social media that's come in. Tom Reeves and uh, Matt Dodd and a few others have all tweeted in. Hi, Tom and Matt. Hi. What did you make of the announcement today about the Worcester takeover? Big. Big. I've been waiting for this. I knew we were going to talk about it, and I did a small bit of research. Go on then, Joe. Um, So these are my views. Okay. No, this is my view. I have one. One view. Um, It's a big consortium of four people, is it? Yes. And I was looking through the names. One of them's David Seymour. Yes. The ex-flanker. Of? Sale? Yes. And Saracens. Saracens? Yeah. Talk me through that. Where's he got his dollar from? Well, I, me- I messaged him about it today. Did he message you back? He messaged me back. So he, that's official. It's that, that bloke, isn't it? With the I hair, just said blonde congr- hair. I said, yeah, I said, congrats on becoming the new owner of Worcester, big dog. And basically, he's he's got a coffee company. It's called Crouch Grind Coffee. I like what he's done there. He set up Crouch Grind Coffee up in Manchester. That's really good. And he messaged me back. He said, if only the coffee was going well enough to buy a rugby club. Uh, so he's part. I think he's an advisory role. He ain't the cash money. But oh. he's still fair play. That's yeah. Big. Oh yeah. I mean, Worcester, another old club of mine. Their ownership, and you've got to respect what's happened before. But it's not been in a direction. You know, there's been a lot of uncertainty on the field and off the field with coaches moving and going on. And you know, when Dean Ryan left, I think that had a massive impact because they were in two years into a five-year plan and all that stuff, and that puts you back to square one. So you know, I think this can only be a good thing because when a club is wanting to sell. You know, all the Worcester fans now are going to be like, oh, we've got new owners, we're going to have loads of money, we're going to sign loads of players and we're going to win. 
it doesn't happen like that, obviously. But what it does do is bring a lot of stability to all those players now who aren't looking over their shoulder thinking, you know, are these financial issues that are being mentioned off the field, you know, whispers going around the changing rooms, is that going to affect my contract? Is Are we going to get paid? All those things are put to bed now because new owners have come in um, and they've said they want to redevelop parts of six ways. They want to invest in the inf- infrastructure and there will be a cash injection there. But it, it, it takes, you know, for Worcester fans listening, and I did a dinner up at uh, Warsaw Rugby Club on, on Saturday night. For free, out of the goodness of your heart. Exactly. Um, well, actually, it was uh, a legacy dinner for the 2015 World Cup. I was like, what? fucking legacy is that <laughs> what a uh, legacy we <laughs> left there what a legacy uh, but there are a few have installed uh, an AGP artificial grass pitch up there um, for them and that was the opening for that anyway they're massive Worcester fans and they're all like oh mate ownership we're, we're fucked we're going down because you know once players lose a few games and they you know, there's all questions off the field that spills onto the field sometimes um, so now they've got clarity in it and hopefully you, you know they can put some resources in it but it's a two year two three year plan isn't it to look at Signing better players, improving the squad, investing, knowing the books are stable. So it's fair to say that there's a renewed optimism about the place. Well said, Joe Marler. Thank you. I wrote that. Did you? And you smiled when you said it as well. And I put five dots after it, you know. Oh, for the pause. I've got a few more uh, (laughs) tweets that have come in. Ed Slater to Joe. Did you drop the knee? I want to ask about this. So, Did you drop the knee? Ed Slater tweeted you and asked you the question... Did you drop the knee? Yeah, because yeah, that's what I asked him on Saturday. Go well, tell us then. Go well, on. Someone said that Mid-game. He, he dropped a knee, but he dropped a knee. Yeah, and I went, "Did you drop the knee, Ed?" And then he just went, "No." I reckon you've need someone in the head, and you're trying to get away with it now. I Maybe have you're not need anyone in the head. I did get a warning off of JP for trying to flick Ludlow in the cocker. Um, There's nothing wrong with the that. ruck. I like that. Well, I was trying to. Well, he, JP actually said, "Look, you have to be bound onto the ruck if you want to do that." Oh, that's fair enough then. Which was, you know, legally correct. Laws is laws. Ella Skeen just tweeted in, best piece, question mark. He's got the best piece at Quinn's. Best piece? Yeah. Genji said that, has he? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's got the best piece. You do. You shower with all the boys after a game. I don't shower with all the boys. Why don't you? I shower on my own. No, because they're well, all communal showers. Gloucester have at the you weekend. Ever our, have you ever been in our showers? Not at Harlequins, but no, uh, Gloucester. I've been, in the individual... ones, I've been in the way ones at Gloucester. Oh, God, they are Very shit. small, but there's those ice bath things next to it, isn't there? Yeah, no one ever uses that. No. That's just a waste of space. It is. What's the worst away dressing room? Ours has got to be up there. I didn't find yours that bad. Really? Haywood wrote, sales used to be terrible. Um, bath? Yeah, bath. Tiny, horrible. Yeah. It's got to be bath, isn't it? Bath. I didn't like the Wasps ones, actually, when I played for Newcastle at Wasps. Where? At the Rico? Yeah. Mainly to get, it took it. me about 15 minutes to walk to the pitch. You're out of breath. Yeah, I was knackered. Yeah, no, fair. Absolutely yeah. knackered. Saves a warm-up, though. Yeah, well. Neil Oglesby has uh, tweeted in, uh, would you go tight if it was needed? If needed? Of course I would, mate. Uh, have you packed down at tight before? I'd do whatever the club wants me to do, mate. I bleed the bloody rainbow. Right. Have I packed down at Tighthead? Yeah. Um, for Worthing Raiders, yeah, when I was on loan there. The Raiders. Big Willie Green. There's a massive difference, isn't it? But I mean, oh, I've got, huge, mate. I was getting nicked no out left, right, and centre. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was playing in um, Tighthead in uh, Predators. You had Predators. Preds on. <laughs> I remember having a conversation with Will Green, haven't away. I think we probably lost again. We lost quite a few games at Worthing. Um, and he called me in the corridor and he was like, Tough day at the office. Tough day at the office, Kino. Is the posh? Do you know Will? Yeah, yeah. Poshest man I've ever met. Like most well-spoken. Kino always used to call me stuff. Kino, stuff. Kino. And I was like pretty down about it. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, mate. He said, Don't worry, don't worry, Kino. You'll play for England one day. I know it. And that's a God's honest truth. It's, he told me that. It's I'm lovely. Like, oh, thank you, Kino. 
Nice. Sort me right out. We've had another question. George Hemingway. Good lad, George. Do you know him? Yeah, he's from uh, Bexhill on Sea. Okay. Uh, Joe, you're a professional wind-up merchant and probably one of those people you'd like to have on your own team but hate to play against. Is there a player you have always hated playing against but would love to have on your team? Um, good question. I've never hated playing against players. There's quite a few wind-up merchants out there. I kind of enjoy those sort of battles. You have quite a good laugh with them. But yeah. none really spring to mind at the moment. I try and get Coley every time I played against him. Coley's a good one. We'll probably end up playing against each other this year now. He loses the head. We'll just go and pull his shirt up over his <laughs> belly. And he'd be trying to chase me and beat the living daylights out of me. Mainly because I knew how bad it would be if someone pulled my shirt up over my belly. Not a nice look, is it? Classic. Try that one. Leave what? the willies out of it. You keep trying to touch people's willies. What? Lift mm. up their shirts? Yeah. Find someone that's chubby. I know it's hard in this day and age in rugby. No, because it'll come back and haunt me. I've been told I'm too fat at the, the moment. Mako. Retirement's obviously Mako this weekend. gone to me straight mm. away. Mako this weekend. Try and There's no his... way I'm doing that to him. No? No. Poor fucker. I'd never do that to him. Should we have a look at the rumour mill? You guys got any rumours that are floating around at the moment? Any, any news out of the Harlequins dressing room about who's in, who's out, who's coming, who's going? I've got nothing for you. Stu Townsend? Oh, big Stu Townsend. He's going to Gloucester, apparently. Um, other ones? Ben Smith, the Poe. Pow. What? Post-World Cup. That's not <laughs> really a rumour meal, is it? Everyone's going to go post-World Cup, aren't they? I wouldn't say everyone. Well, I don't reckon Bowden Barrett's leaving. He'll, he'll have a six-month sabbatical at Racing, and Possibly. he'll earn two mil a year, he'll come back, mm. and he'll be happy days. Oh, is that what you're doing internationally? The old sabbatical, and then... What no? do you mean? Maybe, maybe that retire. Is it a hidden sabbatical? And Eddie said, don't tell anyone. Because if you announce that you're... If they announce that you're having a sabbatical... And everyone would want one. But basically, you could have a sabbatical and then just come back in for the World Cup and lift the trophy. Yeah, that would be the case if I was Bowden Barrett, mate. Oh, there we go. But when you're the second slash third choice loose head, I don't think it's as valuable. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's not a lot around, actually, at the minute. Christ- nah, it usually happens around Christmas, doesn't it? Yeah. Christopher Tolofua leaving Saris to go back to France. Is he? Claremont. Who's the other hooker there, then? Jamie and... Well, you're playing against them this weekend, so you've done your research, right? Yeah, I've done my research on Jamie and Tolaflafua. Tolaflafua. You're better at saying stuff than me. Oh, Joe Gwai. Oh, Joe Gwai. That'd be interesting. Joe Gwai. Is that how he speaks? Yeah, Sloppy Joe. Is he sloppy? Gwaiza. Is he sloppy? He's he's one of the most deluded blokes I've ever come across. Oh, really? Because he thinks he's an incredible Nick, but he's got one of the sloppiest rigs I've seen. Just got to be honest with yourself. He, uh, that's the thing but I also had to admire how determined he was to continue the delusion um, and he really convinced himself um, but a top bloke I'm glad that he's got a gig at Saris to yeah. be fair because I think it's a shame that we let him go but um, you know he won't be involved this weekend will he? Uh, I doubt it not unless there's injuries but news out of Quinns today is there? yeah Tim Swill's left and he's Swill. signed for Newcastle big Tim Swill yeah Dino dipping back into his old teammates Players a bit weird when you him. describe it like that. Yeah, yeah. Dipping back in. Yeah, Sweel, he wasn't going to get a huge amount of opportunities, was he? I always looked at Sweeler when I played, doing analysis on He is rapid. He is for rapid. A 10. He is rapid. And he has got a big boot. Yeah. Um, just never quite bossed a game properly, did he? Never quite bossed a game like that, but he just wasn't going to get enough game time. Yeah. And he hasn't had enough game time in order to really develop there. Um, I think Newcastle will be good for him. I do, yeah. I, I, hope, see, he, I hope he does get a lot of interesting opportunities. There is there. one... Obviously, James Lang's playing 10 at, uh, at Harlequins, and there's rumours that he's he's got Scottish blood, hasn't he? So there's rumours that he's going essentially up to Scotland. Who's got Scottish blood? Langy. He played for Scotland in the summer. Yeah, but why would he go up to Scotland? To 
play for Scotland and be more accessible to the Scottish Rugby Union? Well, this is news to me. Yeah, well, oh, this, no, is, this is the rumour no, I'm putting... Langy. No, I'm putting a fucking stop to that. He ain't going nowhere. Well, you tell him. I'll, well, I'll tell him tomorrow. And then you tell the... In a polite way. You tell the people at Quinn's, pay him more to stay. I will not be telling them that. Oh, okay. I do not tell the people above me what to do. I am a soldier, a foot soldier, in line, ready to bleed the quarters whenever required. A great party line, I love it. That's not a party line. No? That's a line. Uh, okay. I'm a man of my word, unless I'm not. Shall we finish things <laughs> off with the good, the bad and the ugly? Uh, which is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler this week. Designing your own custom smugglers is their big thing at the moment, and they do women's as well as men's. They're ideal for on the pitch as well as hitting the showers and ice baths afterwards. And the minimum order is just one pair, so you can just get yourself a pair, or you can cut out your whole team and send a photo into the pod. Either way, get yourselves onto budgiesmugglerukcom and pick up a pair. Yes. I'm going to Dubai in a few weeks. I'm gonna, do you have a pair, do you? I'm going to rock some budgies out in Dubai. No, you're not. I am? No, you're fucking not. Underneath my shorts and what, t-shirt. Sorry, do you mind me asking <laughs> what your wife's name is? Uh, Carolyn. She's not Carol- yet my wife. Oh, you're not married, then? Oh, no, we're engaged. Okay, would you mind it's me asking her choice. what your fiancé <laughs> you are? I don't know. Fiancé's <laughs> name? Carolyn. Yeah. Not Caroline. No, Caroline. Caroline. A.K.A. the boss. Do you think the boss would appreciate you wearing budgie smugglers on holiday? If, if I'm because br- she loves you through and through. If I'm being brutally honest, absolutely not. No, she's saying cover up. Yeah, give you one of those sarongs. Well, no, she just goes shorts and keep your t-shirt on. Don't embarrass the kids. <laughs> anyway, you haven't you haven't got to the ugly yet, so let's just get oh, started. Okay, uh, it's the goo. Plenty of goo this good. weekend. Um, New Zealand winning the rugby championship after beating Argentina over in Buenos Aires. Uh, Leinster and Munster dominating in the Pro 14. Uh, Munster absolutely spanking Ulster 64-7. Gareth Steenson passing 2,000 league points for Exeter Chiefs. Big, very uh, big. Up to 1,492 in the Premiership, overtaking Sir Johnny Wilkinson. Up to sixth place now, Steeno. I doth the cap to you, Steeno. Still got a few to go there, mate. Um, Saracens, we'll go there, shall we? Pretty good. In the week before, they go to Quinns and get their arses handed to them as ever. Uh, They've equaled Exeter's record. Sorry to interrupt there. I didn't say that. You didn't say that. I did, Joe. So that's no fuel to any fire that anyone wants to start there. It's just going to be a normal game. It's the next game. It's no biggie. Um, Just a friendly game. It's not friendly. There's league points up for grabs. Okay, it's a league game. (laughs) Okay, carry on. So Saracens, they've equaled Exeter's record of nine bonus point wins on the spin. Liam Williams, second hat-trick of the season. But Alex Goode's performance is one that I really want to mention. How is he not in the England squad? I do not know. Performs week in, week out for Saracens. Uh, but the Goode this week goes to a very good friend of mine, and it's Matt Hampson at the Get Busy Living Centre. Matt Hampson has created his dream. He's opening that this week, actually, tomorrow, uh, which is Tuesday this week, the official opening. I'll be going up there to Leicestershire to see it in action. Um, Hambo's a real inspiration. Uh, he's had a dream since his injury to create a... Get Busy Living Centre for people that aren't as fortunate as him to have a support network around him with horrendous injuries um, like he's had himself. So uh, it's a dream come true for Hambo. Everyone that's put a lot of work in to support that and build it. Loads of people have donated time, money, raw materials to build it. Um, Can't wait to go up there tomorrow. I think it's a a massive story. That's huge. Um, Big one on Hambo. Yeah, massive, massive one. So the good this week goes to Matt Hampson and the Hambo Centre, the Get Busy Living Centre, opening tomorrow. Uh, The bad... I didn't really know where to go with the bad because there's plenty. Australia uh, lost again, their lowest ever world ranking, down to seventh. Did you see Curtly Beale's pass? Oh, Curtly, what oh, you Oh, the doing? intercept. A minute into the game or something, wasn't it? 
Ah, you live and die by the sword, mate. Unbelievable. Curtly, just just kick it. Ulster got smashed 64-7 at Munster. Most points they've ever conceded uh, in the Pro 14. Perpignan over in France lost again. Six from six in terms of defeats now. Toulon, absolutely garbage at Claremont. Got a back line of Bello, Tranduk, Feketoa, Julian Surveyor, Tuisova. And they were pony losing over at Claremont. Staying in France, Alexander Ruiz, the referee uh, of the Paris Derby on Sunday. Gibral uh, camera punched. It was a p- pretty pathetic punch, but he punched Anthony Clarsons in the face. The ref gave him a yellow card. Absolutely choked, sending him off. That's fair enough. That was pretty bad. Gloucester, just doing what Gloucester do. Not living up to the expectation and getting hosed. Not hosed. Losing to Quinns at home. It was 27-25. That's a hosing for you boys. Mate, you haven't won a game in a year away from home, so that is a shock. Uh, But Gloucester, everyone pumps up their tyres and says they're a top four team, and then the last two weeks, they've let you down. Uh, But the bad this week, we've got two of the players with potentially the worst lids ever in the Premiership. Myself and, and Joe Marler sat here. That is horseshit. It's true. Oh. It's true. Mine was slipping off. And You're now it's bang going back. out of order, mate. Mine was the, the skull at yours. It's a clever Lala. deception to hide my receding hairline. I like that. I like yeah. that. Anyone see Joe Larter's lid at the weekend? Absolutely horrendous. The Bristol lad? Yeah. What's he going for there? So he shaved it. Is it like a monk? He shaved it all. And then he's just got a square of hair at the back of his head. So he's starting off a mullet. So he's like starting from... Yeah. And then he'll grow the rest out now? Uh, well, let, let's get him on the phone and phone him because that is Joe absolutely Larson. horrendous. Nationality? Joe Larson is a Kiwi. He's a weird Kiwi. He used yeah. to be at Gloucester. He's now at Bristol. And it just looked bizarre. Square of hair on the back of his you head. You can't give him the ugly. You're giving him no, the ugly? No, that's the bad. The bad. Oh, that's the bad. The bad is the hairdo. Oh, okay. So Joe Larter gets the bad this week for okay. the most shocking hairdo. Well, I've got a lot of time for it, Joe. So I've ever seen. Don't worry about it. Up. Uh, the ugly this week... Only one thing, really, and it's a stamp on the head from Connacht's Dominic Robertson-McCoy. Stamped on the head of Van der Fleer when playing against Leinster. Uh, he came on. This is Joe Marler-esque, this is. He came off the bench, a minute on, stamps on someone's head. It's yeah. not Joe Marler-esque, is it? It's he, not. Well, stamping on someone is. He didn't want to play in the internationals. <clears throat> yeah. um, Who? Oh, yes, there you go. So the ugly this did week. Did he get red carded, yeah? He did. Dirty bastard. He did. Mm. Uh, so the ugly this week goes to Dominic Robertson-McCoy for stamping on the head of Josh van der Fleer. Not great. Thank you very much for that, Goody, uh, and thank you very much for coming again, Joe. It's been my absolute pleasure. It's th- great to see you again, Andy. You too. Good. Thank you. Oh, can't yeah. wait to hang out some more with you at some point. Uh, thank you very much for listening as well. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and thank you uh, to you all who have uh, signed up for our new Superfans monthly subscription service as well. There's still time to get involved, so check out patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod for all the details if you're interested in getting extra content every month and being in with a chance to uh, come into the studio and join us for a beer and watch the show being recorded live. Rugby pod. What do you want to say? Pod. This has been the rugby pod. Pod, 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 pod. pod. No, you can't say bit. pod. Oh, you don't say my bit. Helmet. Oh, you, you tell your bit. Rugby pod. This has been the rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod.